Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, we'll have uh, Tim Abercrombie Jr., the uh, head coach of the Ligonor High Boys basketball team. The Lancers have been, uh, if not the best, at least the most consistent uh, boys basketball team uh, in, in the county this season. A uh, very solid team from top to bottom, 14-2 uh, and two now overall. Uh, so we'll talk to Coach Abercrombie, uh, who is in his first season as a Ligonor's coach, about the team, why they're playing so well. And uh, uh, we'll also get uh, Coach Abercrombie's thoughts on just growing up uh, here in Frederick County around some great coaches and and some great basketball, uh, namely uh, Tom Dickman's uh, Thomas Johnson High School uh, programs, which were nationally ranked in uh, in winning state titles uh, on a regular basis. Uh, John Cannon is uh, here with me now. And before we get to Coach Abercrombie, uh, John, what are your fondest memories of those uh, Coach Dickman teams? Oh my! Yeah, they were uh, they were fun to watch. Um, uh, well, um, I saw them when they uh, they beat Dunbar for the 1997 uh, state title. I believe it was Class 3A. Uh, they and they didn't just beat Dunbar; they shredded them. Uh, that that team was uh, incredible. That Terrence Morris on it, of course. Um, and uh, even you know, I, I remember seeing uh, seeing that one of those TJ teams beat uh, Dematha one year. It would have been Terrence's sophomore year. Uh, just so many great games. I mean, they were uh, they were really fun to watch. The team that won the state title, and I'm going to say 1999, was a incredible team as well. Uh, just just they were on a different level um, compared to uh, and not to, not to put the teams down now that, that we have, but I mean that, that those teams were like going to like the St. James tournament and playing like powerhouse teams from other states, and they were like you know like I saw them lose to Oak Hill one year by like maybe 15 points, and Oak Hill was the number one team in the country at the time. High school. Yeah, I mean, just to put it in perspective a little bit, TJ was a nationally ranked team too. Like USA Today um, mm-hmm. uh, ranked them, uh, um, so they they were regarded as one of the best teams in the country as well. Yeah, I mean, they just uh, they and then Dickman was uh, an excellent coach. I mean, he would depending on his personnel would play different styles of basketball. Uh, and they were uh, fun to watch. And the reason why I bring this up, of course, and the reason why we'll talk to Tim Abercrombie about it. Is because on Friday of this week they're they're naming the the court at, at, uh, at Thomas Johnson mm-hmm. High School uh, after Tom Dickman um, mm-hmm. and, and John you'll be there uh, mm-hmm. uh, to cover that uh, momentous event uh, so so just a lot of great stories are going to be uh, uh, shared uh, a, lot, a lot of memories will be brought back up so. Um, and, and really, we were talking about it in the office the other day. The county really hasn't gotten back to that level of basketball mm-hmm. since since, since uh, really the, the, I guess it was the mid to late 90s. Right, uh, right. Uh, I mean, we've had teams get to states and, and, and make nice runs, but, but it really, we've never really regained. Boys. Yeah, yeah boys basketball. Right. Yes, because the Frederick High girls have, are mm-hmm. three-time state right. champs, and we've had some other girls champs. But um, on, on the boys' side, we just haven't uh, – uh, recaptured the glory days uh, uh, so to speak yeah i wonder why that is i mean and, and also back then you had Stu vetter was in here at st john's um and now i don't go back i came here in 92 so i wasn't here back for those late 70s and 80s teams and even back then i guess there were really great time great, great teams as well uh but yeah you're right the 90s uh, by the time you hit the millennium it was starting to kind of kind of level off a little bit i guess uh, for the boys and yeah i mean it, it, athletics have just uh, proliferated across the county so you wonder why like you have a sport like football where frederick county is mm-hmm. a, a major force every every season we, we always have teams uh uh it seems in the state title game in football but just basketball for whatever reason it just it just hasn't translated um the and, same way and the teams are so, good you know yeah. they, they're good but they just for some reason they can't get over that hump you know that yeah I, I think the middletown boys were uh in the finals um a handful of years ago, and they might have been their only finalists, really, since, since Oakdale. Oakdale made it somewhere in, around with the Zach. Remember the yeah. Zach Thomas as well. They they made the finals. One, I want to say his senior year, with Clay Connor, him and right, and, and that might have been the game. If 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 I remember correctly, forgive me if I don't. Where where they had the the team uh, bled the shot clock against them. They they, mm-hmm. they just held the ball. There there was no shot clock. Right, and right. the team just held the ball and just limited possessions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it really wasn't a great game. Uh, to watch so mm-hmm. uh, speaking of states john we're, we're heading into the into, into playoff time here i, I guess uh 
coming up on the docket will be the CMC uh, championship games. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, for the boys, it looks like uh, Ligonor uh, and the Spires and Walkersville will play. Uh, right. um, and then on the girls, um, Catoctin uh, was trying to hang on in the Gambrel. I, I think they have another game with Williamsport coming up, right? That's some. That's one to watch. And also, I, Ligonor and o Oakdale is up there, too, with uh, Ligonor for boys. Um, I don't know. Have they played twice? Because I, I know. I okay, Ligonor boys. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Ligonor beat them twice. Yeah, okay, so, so. they swept that. So they both have two losses. So I guess they would they would get the tiebreaker there as long as Ligonor doesn't drop another game. And, uh, <coughs> right. Um, and on the girls' side, uh, Catoctin trying to stave off Williamsport. Uh, I believe right. they play again coming mm -hmm. up, which, which will be a big game to decide that gamble division. Right. And um, and then Urbana is is comfortably. Uh, in front in the Spires right now, undefeated, um, 16 and 0, uh, had a, had another impressive win. I, I, I on Wednesday, I, I guess it was against, um, uh, uh, Henry A. Wise, mm -hmm. right. Um, they have a two game lead on Frederick and the Spires, but those teams are going to play again. So mm -hmm. that, that could tighten up, um, if, if Frederick were to beat them and then, and then Urbana were, were to, where to slip again. So. That was a great game the first time when they met Urbana, uh, Frederick, down to the wire. Now, Frederick's got some injury problems. They have, I want to say, two starters that are out right now. Um, they're still winning, but uh, you know, that's going to be, you know, one of them is Brianna Pfeiffer, who is out. Uh, I, I just, I, I did not cover their game the other night, but I saw her on the sidelines. I don't know where their injury is. Um, so that, that could be significant. Yeah, it will you, be significant. Yeah, you, you, uh, you, you saw the city game, um, uh, TJ Frederick boys. Mm -hmm. And and the boys, it's, it's just, well, and we'll talk to Coach Abercrombie about this too. Mm -hmm. it's just, there, there's such parity on the boys' side. Everyone's uh, beating everyone. Right. Um, Ligonor has a pair of wins over Oakdale. Tuscarora beat Ligonor. Uh, Frederick beat Ligonor. Ligonor beat Thomas Johnson. Uh, Thomas John. Johnson beat Frederick. Right. So, and, and, and most of those teams, they're 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 in the same region too. So, right. so you, you, so go, going into the playoffs, you could have a situation where really anyone could come out of the region per se uh, mm -hmm. if they if they. Um, have a good night so right. um so right. th that'll be a really fascinating thing to watch um uh, uh coming into the playoffs just how that that boys bracket is is going to shake out mm -hmm. so uh wrestling uh we're we're, we're we're in the state duels uh middletown uh, uh looks really good they, they had two big wins wednesday night over uh glenell and uh, um, uh poolsville to advance to the state duels um, uh, indoor track uh, where we're heading towards states because uh, uh, regional meets are this week. Um, uh, swimming uh, county championships are Saturday. John, I, mm -hmm. I know you'll be there. We, we have diving championships this week. So um, so here we are all of a sudden at the end of the winter sports season, uh, and, and it's uh, really uh, playoff time. So uh, anything else jump out at you in the last week, John? Uh, well, I got to see the uh, – <laughs> blank here a second. I got to see Linganore's wrestling team uh, the other night. They were in the yeah. regional duels, and probably uh, the two best teams faced off in the quarterfinals. They uh, they lost to Springbrook, a really a close one. Right, and it's it's the shame of the random draw because um, the the teams were just paired together randomly. Mm -hmm. uh, they're probably they, they might be the two best teams in the region, the two best teams in the state, and they're in they're, they're wrestling in the first round. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's it's sort of unfortunate that. Uh, the MPSSAA didn't really seed anything for wrestling. Apparently, they're not for the individual tournament either. So you could have two two of the best kids in the state in a weight class right. meeting in a first or second round match. So, um, so they they've changed the way they do this. There there's fewer regions now for wrestling, and uh, and fewer kids are going are going to uh, qualify. Um, only four per region are going to qualify. So, um, uh, so yeah, I mean, th th they've changed things dramatically, and we, we might have state finals that really aren't representative of, of, of the talent on hand, um, uh, which is a shame. Yeah, but um, Ligonor had a tough one against uh, Springbrook Wrestling the other night, so. Just another COVID, you know, COVID, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ripple effect, I guess. Yeah, right. right. Right, and I I think track is going to be different too. From from what I saw, that the, the things aren't going to be so centralized uh, mm -hmm. uh, for the state meet at least for indoor track. So, 
yeah so so changes are happening and, and we're still getting used to new things <laughs> uh, two years into the pandemic here so all right john uh, thanks so much and when we come back in just a second uh, tim abercrombie the uh, head coach of the ligamore boys basketball team will join us stay with us you're listening to the final score We are back here on the final score and the most consistent boys basketball team in Frederick County has been the Ligonor boys at 14 and two overall. The Lancers are uh, getting set uh, to uh, uh, head into the playoffs as uh, which should be one of the top seeds uh, in their region. Uh, the first year coach of the Lancers is Tim Abercrombie jr. And uh, coach Abercrombie, joins me in the studio right now. Tim, how are you? Thanks for coming in, man. <clears throat> I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, could you have imagined your first season at Ligonor going better than it has so far? Um, honestly, at this point, probably not. Um, yeah, I said that a couple – after we lost to Frederick, I said, if you tell me in the beginning of the season that we're going to be 13-2 and two at this point in the year, uh, I would take that any day of the week because um, obviously we Frederick was a tough loss. We had a – you know, there was a – it was an emotional game, um, but like I said, when we look back on it, I would take thirteen and two now, fourteen and two any day of the week. Yeah, I was, I was going to say you said thirteen and two. I, I, you're shortchanging yourself, right? Yeah, after you're, last night, you're after actually, last actually night. fourteen and two. Yeah, right. After after your win um, over Urbana last night, how how would you explain the parity uh, in, in the county this season, Tim? Because it seems like everyone is beating each other. You guys beat TJ twice. TJ beat Frederick twice. Oakdale beat Tuscarora twice. You guys beat Oakdale twice. I mean, everyone seems to be having each other's number this season. How would you explain the parity? Oh, it's that's it's you're nervous every single night before the game. There's no you know no easy wins so far in our county and in our division. Um, and the crazier thing is that all these teams that we're playing and everybody's beating each other, we're all paired up in the same playoff bracket in the three A here in a couple of weeks. So. It's going to be from some very interesting matchups of teams playing, you know, for the third time in the season. And, yeah, like you said, every every night's a, been a fight and people are beating each other. So, you know, it's it's very fun to have those competitive games. Uh, as a coach, it's a little bit more nerve-wracking than I'd like it to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about your team and, and, and your playoff prospects in, in, in a couple of minutes. But I wanted to start here with you because you grew up in Frederick County, and you probably have uh, as good an education in Frederick County boys basketball as anyone, because you you had a front seat to it all. I mean, you were uh, uh, your your father uh, was Tom Dickman's assistant coach at, at at TJ, and just what was it like growing up around those great <clears throat> TJ teams and and just being around that TJ program when when they were, uh, I mean, a, a nationally ranked team and and, and winning state titles. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I'm very fortunate um, to have been around you know the basketball programs and coaches that I was around growing up. Uh, I think the first year we moved to Frederick was '96 or so, and we had come. We had been living in like Cleveland, Ohio, at very average high school basketball games that I was <clears throat> familiar with. Um, we come to to TJ. My dad's a big TJ guy because him and Tom Dickman are, grew up together, and he ended up you know coaching there. And so like one of the first high school teams I saw. When I was, this is probably eight, nine years old, it's Terrence Morris's team when he was a junior or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, like, what is it? This is high school basketball around here. Like, that's literally one of my first experiences of, you know, big time high school basketball. And I think that it was the, that, well, the year I saw them for the first time, they might have been, I'm pretty sure they were <clears throat> pretty high up there in like the USA Today rankings, even. Uh, so, yeah, nationally ranked. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it was pretty crazy culture shock when I was about 10 years old of how good basketball could be I mean the bar was so high were you were, were, were you thinking it's only downhill from here <laughs> yeah. at, at that point exactly that's what I mean like, and, and Terrence wasn't the only one like I was my dad was helping out with TJ in the late 90s you know early 2000s every year there was a couple of scholarship basketball players to go along with you know Terrence and then there was I mean, you can we could sit here and name people forever since '96 that went through the TJ program, but it was awesome because I got to be around the team a lot. I uh, got to be around, you know, Coach Dickman, legendary coach. That's kind of who I, you know, got to watch those guys in practice because we go to practice with my dad. Uh, so you know, definitely fortunate, and I didn't realize it at the time, but you know, looking back on it, I was a lot around a lot of people who you know 
sprung me forward in the game of basketball. Did you have a role on the team? Were you were you a ball boy, or or how did you how did you help <clears throat> the team as a young kid? I was never a ball boy. My boy, my little brother's three years younger than me. He was a ball boy for okay. a while. I was never. I think I was too old and too cool to take on the ball boy role. By the time, were, were you by the a man? Were, were you a manager? Or were you too cool for that? Too? No, I don't think I was. I never. I never was a manager. Like I said, I was around a lot. I would even go to like the tournament. They would, used to. I mean, back then, nationally, right? They would go get invited all over the place, and you know, definitely, I'd travel with my dad and I'd be around the team and stuff. But I don't think that I was ever a, a water boy. But you know, my brother, I said he took on that. So it was been, it was beneath you to be a to be a water boy. <laughs> so yeah, that's all, yeah, at that point when I was 10, 11 years old in middle school, that's probably I, I would say that was probably my thought process. Did I was you, too cool for that? Yeah, I mean, so so you would show up at games and just watch. You 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 would you wouldn't lift a you wouldn't lift a finger to help is what you what, what you're telling <laughs> me, Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just wanted to be I just wanted to be around it. And when they won and got to go on road trips, I like to look like I was part of it. Right. Well, was basketball always your sport, or I mean, I mean, I I, I can imagine like. Once once you once you're around this TJ program, you're like I got I got to play basketball and basketball is my sport. But but did you have other sports that you played bef- before before you came to Frederick? Oh uh, yeah, I mean basketball. I like every a lot of kids do growing up. I played basketball, soccer, and baseball. But I, basketball is always my favorite sport by far. Um, and the one thing that I you know was way more passionate about basketball than anything else that I did. Right, and, and it just just what sort of influence did those TJ teams, those great TJ teams have on you, just watching them play? Like, what was going through your head as, as a young kid watching that team play? Um, the one thing, I, it was kind of, I got to see a lot of kids, uh, a lot of big-time, you know, competitiveness, and got to see a lot of big-time games. And the way that, you know, high school kids, I would see those big-time players act and the leadership that they showed and everything like that. Uh, I was like in sixth grade, and I was so competitive that I'd be. If we lost, I was crying after every game, and I think that you know, looking back on that, also, it's being around big time TJ teams and hearing Coach Dickman wasn't the easiest on his players all the time, and hearing how kids would get reamed out and could take it, you know, when you're in fifth, sixth, seventh grade, that kind of went a long way with me uh, on how to act and you know how competitive you need to be to be good at basketball. Yeah, it re- required a certain toughness, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, ha- you had to be a strong-willed, mentally tough player to play for Coach Dickman, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, like, I, and my dad ended up being my head coach. But as a, even my dad growing up, if I, you know, wasn't tough, he definitely was quick to let me know about it. So, like, well, you know, well, being around a coach my whole life, as in my dad, and plus his best friend, and you know, I had, I had no choice but to. But to be toughened up a little bit. How, how would your dad make you tough? What, what, what would he say to you? Oh man, it, he he was pretty good on me. But there was times when he was uh, when he was my coach because uh, he actually coached me ninth, tenth, eleventh. He, had, he like, happened to work his way up with me right when Coach Dickman was leaving. Uh, and there was a couple of awkward car rides if I showed any attitude or was slacking at all in practice. Uh, like I said, he he would do it in a constructive way, but. I knew that when it came to the game of basketball, I would never get away with, you know, not giving my best or, you know, not being a team player or kind of being, you know, overly competitive to where I was hurting my team, things like that. But I would get put in my place pretty quick, which was a good thing. And and, and here we are all these years later on Friday, they're going to honor Coach Dickman by naming the court at TJ after after him. Do you, do you guys have a game? Does, does Ligonor uh, yeah, have a game Friday we play, night? We play at Manchester Valley, so it's like the, it's impossible for me to get there. But I think I might try and go to – there's something going on afterwards I'm hoping to make it to. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure you would love to be at, at, at that ceremony. It would mean a lot to you. Right. I, I believe my dad is doing, my yeah. dad's one of the speakers there. So well, well, he's doing a speech or something like that before uh, during the dedication. Yeah, your your dad's become sort of a media personality right now. Oh, I, man, I, yeah. I, I, I see him on the I see him on the sidelines, uh, um, uh, do, doing doing radio games. Yeah, he uh, retired from teaching a couple of years ago, and now he's like a high school basketball guru. He's all over the place. He's <laughs> right? Yeah, he's Dick Vitale. <laughs> he, he exactly. <laughs> he's becoming a personality. Yeah. Uh, I, I I saw him running the scoreboard at Urbana, and he asked me about coming on and doing a. Doing a basketball um, uh, preview uh, here on the podcast, which we just didn't get around to. My my apologies, Tim. But uh, but but yeah, it, 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 uh, your dad is, has found a new calling, and he, and he said he watches these podcasts, like he, he watches like Pittsburgh Steelers podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, he's so. into he, he's he's getting into it all, and he's always he's always recommending new things, and yeah, he's starting to get into the 
the media world, which is hilarious. When I think about, you know, he probably didn't know how to log on to the internet until about five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> could, he, could he send an email? <laughs> <laughs> I remember his FCPS email. Yeah, he was one of those guys that had 30,000 emails in his <laughs> inbox. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know how to check his email. You're right, so, right. so, so your, your dad's a Steelers fan, right? Yeah, we're big time Steelers fans. But yes. you grew up, you said you grew up in, because I, I lived in Cleveland when I was a little kid and I became a Browns fan. And you you said you lived in Cleveland. Well, yeah, yeah, but we were, we're from, originally from Wheeling, West Virginia. That's where right, my dad right. and I, all I, them I, so that's I, right I, next I to understand, Pittsburgh. Right, right. I yeah. understand, but but the, but the Cleveland influence never. How, how long did you live in Cleveland? We were in for? Cleveland for like seven years, and we okay. we got harassed because that was right around when the Browns were yeah. still good enough to be in the playoffs. Right, and the that, Steelers that, would beat them every that, year. That, that's the, my oh. childhood. I, I lived in Cleveland for three years as a kid when, okay. when when they were the drive, the fumble. I mean, I I lived through. A, through yeah. that and cried through all that as a kid. So. I do remember that. I was I was young then, but I do remember our neighbors all. It was a big lead up to every time we played the Browns. So, so you guys were the outcasts in the neighborhood. Yep. Like, like yep. People didn't like you because you were uh, Steeler fans. Exactly, exactly. But we never faded. We stayed. We stayed true. Yeah, but, and the Steelers weren't even that great uh, back. That was, that was like the Bubby Brister um, days. Like, the, like the Browns in the, in the late '80s, they sort of dominated the rivalry. So, right. I'm trying to think of the first the um, the first Super Bowl for the Steelers I remember was the bus. So yeah, okay. it had been a while into my existence before I right before they had a Super were, Bowl. Were, were, were you an Indians fan or were you? Were, yes, were, yeah, that's what you I was were. Okay. Big time Indians fans. Yeah, you are, we yeah. yeah. To, to to this day. Yeah, I don't yeah, follow are, baseball are, as much. Are you on board with the Are you on board with the Guardians or? Um? No, 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 no. It's it. We're we're. Uh, oh, is that the, are they changing into that? Yeah, they no, they, yeah, they, they did. Yeah. See, I don't follow them as much anymore. But that was growing up in like even through like high school. So it, in the last, when I became older, I didn't follow baseball as much. But yeah, it was like the Kenny Lofton, Carlos Baerga, all those yeah. days. We were big time. Yeah, Indians because the Indians fans. were they, they they were like really good. Yeah. I mean, and then we it, moved into it into the Baltimore area, which was. Our big rivalry for right. a while. <laughs> right, yeah, like ninety six, so, yeah. ni- ninety seven. Yeah. Like, did you become a did you be- become an Orioles fan right away, or were you once Heck again no. an outcast? No, and, yeah, and, and we and stuck you, with the Indians. For the, yeah. rooting, rooting for the tribe. No, so, no way, we weren't changing. Yeah, up. I mean, do you have, do you have time to follow other sports? I mean, you're coaching, you you you're, you're teaching. I mean, <laughs> uh, you you have kids. I mean, I, I, there's only so many hours in the day, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I followed. Uh, I would follow other sports. I'm a big NFL guy. You are okay. Uh, I used to follow college football and college basketball a lot more until I have a seven year old daughter now. So that you know, outside of basketball, that's uh, that takes up a lot of my you know free time at home. And my wife and I just would rather watch Netflix at night than yeah than. Uh, watch college football or anything like that but well, I, like i said i still follow nfl were you sad to see big ben retire sad but it's necessary yeah he, he we're not winning another super bowl with big ben so it's been time to move on right but yeah, i hope we're not uh, next year i don't know what's gonna happen yeah who's gonna be the quarterback mason, yeah, they, Ma- Ma- mason rudolph i don't have many options right now right. I, I was a big i was saying pushing for aaron Rodgers, but i don't think that's gonna happen yeah so so you say give up the farm in a trade for yeah yeah aaron, give up aaron everybody rogers. take aaron rogers but the steelers don't do that they don't they don't they're no. not they're not big free agent spenders they don't they don't make big splashes typically i know so. it's disappointing because i all that i see is that it's your mason rudolph or haskins which yeah, we're gonna have to. I might not watch as many games next year if that's the case. Right. While we're talking about the NFL, the Super Bowl is this Sunday, and Ligonier High School has a player in the game, Rob Rob Havenstein. Just how cool has it been around school for the last couple of weeks, really, uh, since the Rams made the Super Bowl? And and I I see Rob's picture around the school and stuff, and banners for him and stuff. So just how cool has it been to sort of share in Rob's story uh, in, in school. Yeah, that is cool. And I don't know him personally, but I know uh, yeah, Rick Connor is still coaches at Ligonor is, you know, tight with him. And he likes to tell he, – he's always really proud of Rob. And, uh, like I said, I think they said his dad had to be home for prom- – I think they did a radio show or did something with the – was it with you? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah that's right. I was right, like, yeah. he said yeah. – Rick just told me that, that he was with you. And, um, yeah, they always mention him. There's always stuff going around the school whenever Rob's in the playoffs or gets close to the Super Bowl. I mean that's cool because he's probably I mean he's at least I don't know how, what year he actually graduated but two thousand uh, he won a state he won his last state he probably graduated in uh, spring of twenty ten because he won yeah. the state title he won the football state title in two thousand nine so, that's so. Like, he's, he's twelve years removed of high school and they still yeah, he's, he's bring been, him he's, up he's been, the, he's been in the NFL for seven years now he's he's been in the NFL for almost a decade yeah exactly so. and that's and, why it's still cool because this I mean there's a lot of people in our school probably half of the people that work here weren't around when. He did, right. but we still they, they keep pushing his name on, and he's still all over the place at Ligonier, so that's good for him. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy to think that he's been in the league almost. And he's one of the best. He's rated as one of the best right tackles in the league. So, yep. Yep. so it, it sort of personalizes the Super Bowl, though, because, I mean, even though you don't know Rob personally, like, you know someone <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. or, or have, exactly. a, have a personal connection to someone that, that that's actually on the field and in the game. So. Yep. Every time I watch uh, Cooper Couples on my fantasy team, so I pay attention to the Rams a lot. And I, always, <laughs> right. I can always tell a story, hey, that kid went to Ligonor. I saw him play basketball. Right. Yeah. Fantasy football, does that overtake your football fandom? Like, can you root uh, like if one of your fantasy guys is playing the Steelers? What, what, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, that's a, I hate that's a bad situation. Uh, but usually, I'll, right now, I'm in like four leagues, so usually the the Steelers still overtake everybody. Uh, but I'm, I don't get as mad if one of my guys are the ones that burns them. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that, 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 that takes the sting away a little yeah, bit. A I'm little sure. Bit. And their defense has been up and down, so there's been right. plenty of times that has, has happened. So, so basketball has been such a big part of your growing up in your in your personal history. When, when did you realize you wanted to be a coach? Uh, um, I, you know, I probably I would say like I don't want to sound cliche, but I kind of knew that I wanted to keep coaching basketball probably even since I was like in high school. Um, <clears throat> I would always look for opportunities to help out. I remember I. I think I did a couple like summer league, helped out with summer leagues when I was in a fresh or like a senior in high school. Um, and I was, I actually always enjoyed working camps like with the younger kids. Um, and like I said, I'm compassionate to where I'm sometimes overly competitive. And so, like, one I had one year out of college where I didn't coach at all because uh, I was just newly working or something like that. And it was bad. Like, it was, it was the, I, I needed to get back into it in some way. Uh, and so I've literally had one year without basketball since I was like six. Um, so now at this point, it's like not an option. You know what I mean? Because I've seen that it, it was a very boring year that one year that it happened. <laughs> Your competitiveness, do you hate to lose more than you enjoy winning or do you enjoy winning more than you? Oh, yeah. I hate, hate 100% to hate to yeah. lose more than I enjoy winning. 100%. Yeah. Which is, right. it's, 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 it's fortunately, we're, we've only lost two games this year. So there's been a. Both of the games were on a Friday, though, and I always say I think my assistants and I, we couldn't get over it until, like, Tuesday. Uh, those things, they, the losses stick with you a lot more than the big wins. What, what do you do when you lose? What are you doing, just grinding over what you could have done differently or if this bounce goes this way, or are you just grinding over that all weekend? Yeah, it's just one of them. It's just, it's when you're, it just sticks in your head because you, you look back, especially nowadays with the film, we have – film the game immediately when we go home and you end up watching it over and over and you see all these little things and then you commit yourself it wasn't as bad as you thought then you convince yourself your team needs to do this it's a lot, a lot of emotions and I get a lot of sidetracked I feel bad for my wife and daughter for that next day after we <laughs> lose usually there's a lot of uh I know I'm not all there for a little bit are, are you a hard guy to play for I don't think so. No, I, I I love the kids that I'm with, and I'm in. I've said this on a couple of times now, but I'm with awesome kids, and our especially our senior class right now. They've been uh, in the program since they were in ninth grade, so I'm really tight. I would say that I'm pretty tight with all of them. Um, <clears throat> I'm hard when I need to be, uh, but in a constructive way. I don't think that any kid that at least kids that are playing this year would say that I'm a hard guy to play for. Right. Uh, a lot of people grumble about the officiating in the county. What, what, what's the state of officiating in Frederick County right now? Oh, I don't even. Uh, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. Coach. I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm not asking you to name names. But, no, um, no, 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 no. But, but it, it seems like there's a lot of tough calls out there for, for, for everyone. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of tough calls. They do a good job. They, we, they, they do a good job. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I understand. Um, was Coach Dickman, was he, was he a big part of the reason why you got into coaching? Yeah, he uh, he was a big influence. Uh, my dad was a big influence, and like I said, I don't even know that. It, I think it was kind of like one of the things I wasn't even conscious of. But being around coaches my whole life, you know, it just kind of like automatically uh, that something that I had passion for. Um, <clears throat> Coach Dickman actually let gave me a chance. I was a grad assistant at Hood for a few years uh, when he like his last three or four years there. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you got your start in coaching. Was, was that, was that how you sort well, of my first year? Actually, John Cooper hired me. I was a JV coach at Urbana when you I was were, like okay. 22. Okay. And then from there I went and was a grad assistant at hood for a few years and coach Dickman hired me there and I got to learn a lot from him being in practice every day and then got to recruit. So I got to see a lot of awesome basketball, you know, cause our area it's, you know, it's really good no matter where you go. When you when you took the job at Urbana, were were you ready to be a coach? 
Yeah, I was ready to be a coach. I was ready. That's why I told you I had that one year where I didn't do anything. And then and John Cooper, who he got it right after Terry Connolly left. Um, and he's another one that's awesome. And he had a big influence on me because he's very passionate about it. And he was great because he, you know, he trusted me and knew that I had a good basketball background. So he let me do a lot of things as an assistant, like as a JV coach, you know, let, let me play a big role to kind of guide me towards eventually being a head coach did when when you envisioned yourself as a coach was it on the high school level or were, were, were you aiming yeah i never or, I, yeah. When, like I, when i was a grad assistant at the d3 level and it's a uh, being a college basketball coach is a long grind and uh you know you got to work your way a lot of, unless you have the, a great connection somewhere you usually got to work your way up through the ranks um and you know i was a teacher becoming a teacher had a a wife and just had a daughter or was I mean, it might have been two or three years before my daughter. Yeah, so you have a big. I had her around that time. You have a big family commitment now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Money, financially, and everything like that. And I, I love coaching high school kids. I love coaching at the varsity level. So I didn't never had that where I wanted to, you know, grind it out and be a grad assistant and be a low level assistant. You know what I mean? It's a long, long haul to get to like the college coaching head coach level right and in the hours even when you get to that level is it's it's a 24 7 job almost exactly it's awesome i always say it'd be awesome to be a full-time basketball person that's your only job but you know the commitment that it would take takes to get there those guys are yeah life special life can, life, life intervenes exactly so. that's exactly what it is and yeah. i and i love and i I had always said I would have no problem being a teacher and a coach. Uh, originally, it was a PE teacher. Now I'm a special ed teacher. I'll take that for the time being. But I always said teacher and a coach. And once I got hired at Ligonor High, it was as a teacher. It all kind of you know fell into place. I realized that's I'm good with that for my well, a special ed teacher. That's a unique job. What, what's the coolest part about being a special ed teacher? <clears throat> all the coolest part of special ed is all the kids you get to you know interact with. Um, a lot of different personalities you get to see a lot of different things that I think like if you're a PE teacher a regular education teacher they're awesome and they have a lot of work to do but sometimes they don't get to see all the different aspects of the school yeah I get to see every class kind of every interact like a bunch of different interactions with a lot of different people it it opens your eyes to some things doesn't Mm -hmm. it like you 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 appreciate the things that you have exactly more right exactly exactly yeah it's very fulfilling job yeah stressful but fulfilling yeah stressful in what way yeah stressful is the the paperwork and the you know special ed comes with a lot of different things uh yeah behind the scenes right obviously but the yeah the most gratifying thing is helping the kids and actually being able to interact with the kids um and i learned that working with high school students i love working like juniors and seniors because they're closer to adulthood still you know, you can have conversations with them that is different than when you're teaching elementary or middle, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and the respect level, you know, gaining the respect. But it, it just feels it's – a, it's, a, it's a fulfilling job. Wait, was your first head coaching bas- uh, head coaching job in basketball, was it coaching uh, St. John's Catholic Prep? That was my first head coaching job. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. How did that opportunity come about for you? Uh, Silas Chung and I – Silas Chung was their old athletic director. Yeah, right. Uh, and he was the one that hired me. Me and him were – he coached against me when I, when I was at TJ, and me and him kind of stayed in contact, and we're always we weren't best friends, but we always were, you know, close close. Yeah, you, you knew each other, you respected each other, right? Yeah. Yep. And so he's another one that he knew my background and everything, and and ended up hiring me there. Well, what was it like? I mean, you're taking over at a private school. Was that a challenge in itself, just because the dynamics? Are different from from a public school to a private school. Oh yeah, yeah. I learned a lot because I don't really, and I never gone to a private school and didn't know much about the ins and outs of how that all works there. So I got to learn a lot of different things. Uh, it's a, it entails a lot at a private school. Yeah, you, you have to re- you have to recruit basically, yeah, you're right? Supposed yeah, you're supposed to recruit and recruit to the school, and then you start talking about scholarship money and donors and things like that. that you, it's more like a I think you have a lot. It's like of, a college job. Yeah, right? it's more like a college program type of job than when you're at a public high school. Right. I mean, wh- how far would you go to recruit a kid? I mean, what what, what were those recruiting it, trips well, it, like? Uh, yeah, it was kind of at least at St. John's. It wasn't more like go drive and watch a kid play. It was more, you know, connections when you hear the kid might want to transfer and then they can come visit and work out with your guys. Uh, it was kind of not a not like a no no, but it's a odd situation if it was like you hear a kid from a public school wants to transfer and then you show up to his game 
in like the other, you know, that's a kind of a weird situation. So it was more like a background did it feel the scenes type of deal. yeah did it feel like you were a coach and a salesman um um s- sort of just yeah, you, you, have to, you, have, you have to sell the program right? yes you do yes you do yep right in a way it was like that and you were at st john's for two, three years a uh, three three years yeah, three yeah. Years. uh and, and what was your big takeaway from, from from just just working at st john's uh it, i mean i learned a lot um you give at those schools it's almost like you can have a different team every year uh i think it's a lot more rare where like Kids come in ninth grade, and you're going to have all those kids stick together. We're at a public school. You know, they're not – unless they transfer out, they're all going to be in that district, and you get all the same kids for four years, which I, I appreciate. Um, but like I said, I learned a lot as a head coach. It was, you know, very I – and I got to play – I got to coach against a lot of great coaches in a lot of good schools, um, especially around here. Like I said, the competition's always – crazy especially private school level yeah i mean what, what what's the gap people 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 would be curious to know what's the gap between a private school like st john's playing miaa i guess they're in the the b conference yeah what, what's the gap between that and the level of public school basketball around here is, is, is it big is it is it significant or obviously uh, right I, I, I would say that i mean if i i don't i haven't seen them play or know their what they've done I, what i think they played tj in that hood tournament and it was and, like and, double and, overtime or and something t- like and that. And TJ beat them. Did so, they end up beating yeah, them? Yeah, See, I, right, I knew yeah. it was a close game. So, <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, but, but every, I think their every level Every year's different, though. Every year's different. Yeah, though, exactly. Right. Every year's different. Um, when when I coached there, I remember we had we had a really good year. We had the one kid, Albert O'Dare, he was the Frederick County Player of the Year. That I remember year. Albert, yeah. But then we went in and we lost at Urbana you okay. know, in, a, in a close game. So, that was kind okay. of – But, I, I mean, that's a comparison. Like, it's – I think yeah. it would be – if they were to play now, and like it could be different next year, I don't even know what their roster looks like, but I'd say they're probably they'd be right in the the pack with all of the top teams. Right. So, so so it's really not that significant a gap. Uh, no, I mean, no. again, the recruiting advantage the private schools have that they could bring in a kid that that uh, that could be really really good. Right. Do you find that a lot of the top players in basketball? go to the private schools do they go the private school route or i i know that happens a lot in different counties i want to say that basketball wise that doesn't happen too much yet in frederick county okay um partly might be because they don't get recruited as much um right and partly i mean we're playing we're playing right next door to counties that have kids that are nba players all over the place you know what i mean like the wcac and them those right like 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 the, like the montrose Christians yeah, and, like those, and, and, and those types of schools. Yeah, and they, so. got, and they have guys already. I know it's more widespread when you go towards Montgomery County and right. PG County and stuff like that. And there's definitely Frederick kids who transfer and go to one of those good schools, but I think it's a little bit more rare around here. Right. Yeah, yeah and maybe that's why the gap between the St. John's and some of these Mm-hmm. Like like and, and like your team at Ligonard this year, it, it might be a really good game. Maybe maybe, maybe the gap um, uh, w- w- wouldn't be that big. Right. Um. W- w- I mean, fourteen and two, uh, and, and you guys the playoffs are what a couple. This is the last week of the regular season. This week uh, and then we have four games left. So next week is the, okay. Uh, yeah. So it'll be the playoffs will be like two weeks from Friday. I say. I'll okay. Say. Um. I mean, you guys walking into the gym and you might not pass the pass pass the eyeball test uh, necessarily, but but you're a really good team. Like like, what makes you guys tick? What what makes you a really good team? Yeah, I agree. We don't we don't we're not an intimidating team to look at, look look at in any in any way. Um, we play. We have five six kids that have learned to play really well together. Um, we're grew all five of the first six kids can shoot the three pointer really well. Which that I, I, we've talked about this before. It's such a huge equalizer. You know, we we can be down by ten and cut that in three shots. You know what I mean? Because we have kids that can make shots. Um, <clears throat> and these kids are all uh, the senior class we have. Our starters and the first kid off the bench. They're all seniors. They've been awesome since they were in ninth grade. They had a really good team in ninth grade, tenth grade coming up. JV kids. They play football together. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them play football, and then like and then a lot of them went to the same middle school even. So it's like they've been playing together since sixth grade, uh, and they're very very coachable. Um, for my first year here, it's an awesome team to have because I don't think like I hope to have a team like this going forward because they're. And I don't exaggerate. There's never been a, a attitude issue. There's never been, you know, talk back. Everybody's very respectful. Look you in your eye. And I told you, I'm not the I'm not the toughest guy to play for. But when I need to let them know, I can get on them, and they are very good at, you know, looking me in the eye, taking what I say, and not getting 
flustered over it, which I've been around high school long enough to know that's not a that's not always a common occurrence if you're hard on a kid. Right, and you have you have good assistants too. Uh, uh, Jordan Dixon, uh, Coach Jarbo has been yep. uh, has been a head coach in, uh, uh, in, in, in the county before Wilkerson. And Brandon yeah. Wilkerson helps. Yeah, and they, I mean, yeah, Jar- Jarbo, uh, Wilkerson, and myself all played Division three basketball, so we have college basketball experience. And Dixon could have also, but he was like an All American lineman at Shepherd, so right. he's a football guy also but yeah and he was a very good but ba- I remember Jordan in, yeah, high, school, in high, school high school basketball school. yeah right and uh, yeah that, that that's very helpful we can have practice and you know I don't have to be I'm not the Jarbo and Wilkerson Jordan that I can trust them to you know take the team and they I give them space to they put in plays and they give me their opinion and like like you said Jarbo has been a, a head coach more longer than I have so you know he has a ton of stuff from Urbana and everything like that so that's awesome. It's very helpful. Right, it makes I, my job a lot easier. Right, because when I watch you guys play, your assistants, those guys who have experience and stuff, they call players over to talk to them as much as, as, much as you do. They'll call a Timmy Connor over or a Cole Stansberry over and just point something out to them. Or, so, so they're very active uh, during games as assistant coaches. They're, they're not just sitting on a bench uh, yep. uh, keep it, keeping stats for you. Exactly. So. And that's why, I mean, that's awesome that, that I have that because as – you know, when I put in things, I you never know. Sometimes as a head coach, you miss things that you wouldn't that you see as an assistant. And you know, all three of those guys are quick to tell me if they think something needs changed or if they have a suggestion. They're not just sitting there, you know, cheering me on. So it's awesome to have that uh, you know, constructive criticism, and then we play with it at practice and all come to one consensus. And you know, what I mean, that's why it's been good because and they're really good with the players. The players all respect them. So it's been a really good you know cohesive unit this year so far yeah your your point about taking threes do you discourage your guys from taking mid-range jump shots in, in favor of a no three? we actually have uh it's funny we, we i think we might shoot mid-range better than we shoot layups we got ryan lang and mason porter i actually looked at it this morning they're shooting like 68 percent or something like that from twos but, okay but they're very unselfish they don't take a ton but like the little foul line pull-ups and stuff like that uh, I, I i don't discourage that with our team there's some teams that you know, I hate – sometimes we play against a team and we say, you know, they catch it at the foul line and they're they're fake it and they want to shoot it. I love when teams shoot that shot. But, you know, for our team, it's a little bit different this year. We do have shooters. And, you know, sometimes I tell them, I'd rather you pull up than go in that hesitant layup off one foot flying out of bounds. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Less chance of a shot block and yeah, stuff exactly, like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they've gotten better at that. And that's the one thing we – you know, when our two losses we got we didn't do well was finishing around the rim. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so when those two click, it's all it's great. But I yet I'm not a discouraging the, the two point jumper just yet. But but do you ever tell a, a Mason or Ryan, hey, take a, take a couple steps back and and, and 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 make that a three? Oh yeah, yeah. The way we play. Oh yeah, they're in. If they're like a couple a couple steps, or they step on the line, we'll let them know about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But yeah, those two. I mean, those Mason and Ryan, especially those two, don't. We we still have to encourage them to shoot more. Uh, they they both yeah. they like to tell you they'll get sixteen points. It'll be like six for seven from the field. You know what I mean? You don't right. they don't miss. They have to to get their points. They don't miss many shots. Uh, they're because they're that unselfish. Uh, a big part of your offense it seems is driving and then kicking out to the shooters. I mean, and you have guys that do that well. Cole does it. Cole does it really well. Uh, Timmy Connor does it really well. Uh, Ryan uh, does it really well. And I and I think I've seen Mason do it too. Like you have a bunch of guys that could get to the basket. And then if it's not there, they they can kick out to one of those open shooters, right? Yeah, that's when we're when we're playing to our you know best and we look good. It's when we play very unselfish and we get the, you know, the movement and the spacing right to where we can get in the lane, kick it out. Next guy makes the right pass and we can get movement like that until we either have a wide open shot or recently Andrew Young's been playing really well and stepping up um, offensively and our guys have been doing a good job when the other team you know steps up, dump it off to him. Uh, for layups, but yeah, our, the driving kick is a huge part of our offense. And I, there's times, even in practice in the games, where it, we we do it, do it a couple times, and a guy gets a wide open shot and he pump fakes and does it again. I'm like, dude, you gotta shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah, just take yeah, yeah, like take, we, a, take like, a shot we, at some point. I see we're unselfish, but let's get let's get, let's not be a little. We, sometimes we're almost too passive, and I'm telling these guys, yeah, you're like a 50 percent three point shooter. If that comes out to you and you have space, let's get it up. Right. How about Timmy's season? I mean, the leading scorer in, in, in Frederick County uh, r- runs the show with you uh, is the point guard. 
Uh, he had that incredibly uh, memorable game against uh, Oakdale the first time yes, where, yes, where, 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 where he just, just took off yep. and you guys rallied. I think you were down maybe 10-plus with two, under two minutes to go, and you and Timmy really just took over the game and, and led you guys to a was – was that a double overtime game? or um, I yeah, think that was one overtime. Was, was yeah, it? It, was, it seemed like <laughs> okay. it. It seemed like the yeah. game lasted forever, I know. Right, but, 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 but Timmy just took over. And just, just how about how – about, what can you say about the season he's had so far? Oh, he's, had, he's, he's more than exceeded expectations, I think, of all of us so far this year. Um, he was on the team as a freshman, uh, but he's gotten considerably better every single year. Uh, plus, he grew a ton. But he's he's such a hard worker that he he's one that I always tell people like he he deserves. He's one that deserves it, you know, to play as well as he does because he's relentless. He's a weight room guy. He's he's in the gym at all times. His dad lives across the street from the school now. Son of a coach. Yeah, yes. son of a coach, and that's exactly how his brother was and. He worked his way up, and uh, you know, yeah, Clay Clay went to Shippensburg. Yep, and yep. that's where Timmy's going. Oh, yeah, is Timmy he? just yeah, signed yeah. there last week. Yeah. Oh, a, a so fantastic! Oh, a breaking news! Breaking news here on. Yeah, he was on. on we put on, him on. The the, yeah, there you go. Yeah. The public public announcement. I think it was right. on Twitter. But okay, not, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's good to know. Uh, yeah, he'll 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 fit pretty well at Ship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've been recruiting him. And he actually, I think he committed in the summer, but it was we just had the signing day the other day, so now it's official that he's going to go there to play basketball, but. Uh, Timmy gets and he gets a lot of uh, harassment from other schools when we go to play because he's the dad dad's coach and he's the best right. player. Uh, he's done a great job. Yeah, at, but you guys aren't showing him any preferential treatment. Like he's he he's earned the accolades that that he's gotten. Exactly, so, and that's yeah. why I, that's why I say that people don't realize that about Timmy because he he takes he, he gets a lot of shots and he has the green light. You know what I mean? He's he's a great scorer, but I've never been easy on him and the assistants have never been easy on him. He gets. At practice, he gets it from us, and you know he can handle it, which is a sign of a really good player that he doesn't, you know, let that stuff get to him. Because not to say that we're like the hardest on him, but you know he doesn't get any easy treatment or like if he does something on defense, we we make sure to let him know about it. Right. The guy that's really impressed me and is a big part of what you guys do is is, is Cole uh, Cole Stansberry, uh, who who has that he gets into the lane. And then he could score around the rim, or he could, or he's a good passer too. He could, he could kick out to the open shooters. So Cole, it seems like, is really a key cog in your offense. Yeah, he is. He is, and that's what I mean. That 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 our starting five is just kind of a it's a unique group because of the shooters, and then guys like Cole, who sometimes they get sometimes teams guard him with like their worst player, and then he's able to he, he's kind of sneaky fast and sneaky athletic, um, and he does a great job of getting in the paint and making things happen. Uh, he's another one. He's real streaky. So like he, uh, the TJ game, he was on, and he's taking shots in the lane. And you're like, kick it out, kick it out, and it's it's going in every time. Like he get when he starts feeling it, like you know it's coming. Uh, and he's another him, Mason, Ryan, Timmy. They can all get 20 points a game if it, you know what I mean. If they're if they're having a good night and they get confident. So, but yeah, Cole does a great job getting in the gaps and you know taking the pressure off of of our guards who get pressured real a lot and he's a strong kid so not many turnovers coming from him yeah i mean and you guys have pedigree on your team too i mean obviously with the connors uh, uh ryan lang it comes yeah. from a, from a basketball family ryan just seems like a matchup with his height and dribbling ability and shooting ability he just seems like a tough kid to guard for other teams <laughs> yeah he is ryan's all, every single time we go play a school this every single coach makes a joke and goes up to him and says this is the last lane we're gonna see tell me we don't have any more <laughs> uh he i remember like two weeks ago somebody said that to him and he like came up he was like all right that joke's getting old now like, yeah, he, he hears he's, it every he's, single time sick, sick of hearing it oh uh, yeah. ryan's awesome ryan's so solid he he's like i told you we have to get on him to shoot more and be a little bit more aggressive on offense because he Shoots at, I think his three point percentage is like forty couple percent, maybe even higher than that. His two point percentage is like fifty something, so he doesn't miss many shots. Uh, and sometimes he does have that height advantage where he catches on the perimeter. I think he can shoot it more uh, or swing, get to the rim. Um, not that he doesn't know how or doesn't want to do it, but he's always looking for his teammate. He's very unselfish. Uh, always makes the right play. Just like and he's yeah, he's had a basketball family. He's the youngest of three other kids youngest of four 
Yeah. And all of his other brothers were really smart, high IQ kids, unselfish. So, you know, he played, played, played on the D2 level, right? Yeah, yeah. he played on yeah. the D2 level. Right. Yep. And Ryan's getting, you know, he's getting a lot of recruitment at the Division three level. Do we, do we have an announcement for Ryan yet? No, do, no, do, do, we, do, yet. We have, do we have breaking news no, on Ryan? Nothing, or, nothing okay. on Ryan yet. Okay. No, yeah. But but he'll he'll end up at a good school, though. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, he's getting a lot of uh, D3 recruitment. But I always tell the coaches he'll be a really good Division three basketball player because he's – and I think he might even grow even more. He grows, like, every year. But he's you know six he, four he, six five really. I was lanky. gonna say he's the he's the tallest of the all, all the yep, brothers, yep, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And he's still like kind of growing into his body, I think, because he's very lanky and you know learning how to yeah put I it mean, on the floor better. And yeah, he, he shoots he, it really well. He would not be a fun kid to to guard. Uh, I I wouldn't think. Yeah, Ryan. exactly. Yeah. He's he's under people don't see this about him. He's awesome defender, uh, help side like on, not as not necessarily the best like on ball athletic kid, but. When we ask him to, you know, do something, switch on defense, hedge, ball screens, things like that, he's always in the right spot. Uh, I literally joke around with the kids all the time because we'll be in practice doing drills, and we literally stop and be like, all right, just watch Ryan Lang. However he does it is how you need to do it. It's perfect. You know what I mean? He's right. really good. Fun, fundamental, basketball, yep. fundamental basketball 101. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and the tough thing about you guys, okay, say you guard Timmy well on a possession, you guard Cole well on a possession, um, you guard Ryan well on a possession. Then there's a guy like Mason Porter. You have to, yeah, yeah, you have to worry about, and he he can knock down shots. So. Right. Uh, and then there's Andrew Young grabbing rebounds under the basket and and, and doing all the, the the sort of dirty work for you guys. So yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys are just tough, uh, tough to match up with. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I said we're a, a unique team right now because we have that the, the, the our first I mean we only really our rotation is probably seven guys deep yeah but our all seven of those guys are, are can shoot it a little bit even I mean Chase Savage comes off the bench and can shoot it a little bit Andrew's probably the only one out of all of them that's never attempted a three um but he plays his role perfectly and he's been coming on like you said Ma there's been a couple games where Mason is our you know leading scorer right up there 16, 18 points. Yeah, last last got, night he was our second leading scorer. Yeah, he had a really good game. Cole, Cole, and Timmy had good games against TJ and your big winner at TJ. Yeah. But but Mason had a really good game that night too. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's why it's why I say we're unique because they all can shoot, they all can play together. And when when they when they play, you know, unselfish as possible, it is it is hard to guard. Um, we do have to get better at you know things like we've gotten the two games we have lost. We've kind of gotten exposed where teams get up in our stuff when we get a little bit rattled we don't have you know we, we got to be able to you know face pressure better and Re rebound rebound yeah, rebound and the ball yeah. has killed us sometimes uh but we've gotten a lot better at that um defensively we've gone a long way also uh but a lot of things to get better at it's why I'm, it's nerve-wracking you know two weeks of these last games and then playoffs because now we're just thinking about everything we need to do to get better before then do you guys – I mean, everyone wants to win states, but do you guys talk about expectations and stuff or you just let the chips fall where they may and just keep keep your noses down and uh, working hard? <laughs> yeah, we actually – we did. I, I think the kids work well. You know, with, we did some short-term goals and then long-term goals at the beginning of the season type of deal. Like, first half of the season, what do we want to do? What do we – you know, what are our middle-of-the-season goals? And then, you know, long-term stuff. And, you know, I tell them all the time that, you know, it, it – Anybody could get to a state championship, especially if you see Frederick or three A bracket. But it's not out of the question that we could do it. You know, they got to believe in themselves. But they definitely talk about it, and that's like the the end goal, obviously. And that's kind of how it is every year. But you know, with our seniors we have now, if we have a year, we're gonna make that run. I think it would be, you know, this year hopefully. So, so, so this group has exceeded your expectations. When you were when you were sizing them up before the season, you weren't sure you saw fourteen and two. Yeah, not not necessarily. I didn't see fourteen and two. I knew we had a really good team, um, but like we've we've handled ourselves and and we've played way better as a team than I could have expected. You know, not that we didn't play as a team before or anything like that, but the, the the coachability of these kids and you know they don't quit the games that we've been down. You know, we've had a couple of crazy comeback wins in the end. Um, yeah, that that Oakdale game was something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that was wild. Yeah, that's and that yeah, seems you, like you, it was you, a long you, time ago. You, now. Right, you did that to Oakdale twice, right? Yeah. You, uh, you, you, the second you game was a little, second game yeah. was different. It was kind of more back and forth and closer game. It just that was an ugly one. It was forty eight forty three final. I think that's what it was. Um, but yeah, they, they, I mean, they're very resilient. Uh, 
yeah, winning a state championship would be crazy. And even getting in the you know final four is is awesome and a great accomplishment. And but th yeah, that wasn't. I wouldn't say that would have been in my mind a year or two ago. Uh, and now I at least consider that we're good enough to get there. How did you wind up at Ligonier? How, how, how did the chips fall into place for you? Because I know you were thrilled to get that job. Yeah, they, uh, we. I actually, Chris O'Connor asked me um, if I wanted to help out there. Uh, and at the time, I was. Were, were, you, were, were you already in? You were already in the school, right? No, I wasn't. That's oh, why you weren't. I, okay. That's why it kind of came together perfectly because I was a special ed teacher at an elementary school. Okay. And wanted to get into high school badly. Uh, Chris O'Connor, when he first got the job, asked me if I wanted. It. He's another one. I have a connection with him through Terry Connolly, who was a TJ guy. Like, long, it all draws back to Dickman, kind of. Um, and Chris asked me to be an assistant, and then said that there was two special ed teacher openings, and he knew that I was a special ed teacher. And uh, the principal, Nancy Dahl, at the time, I also had a little bit of a relationship with. So, you know, in in life, you realize that. You know, it's a, a lot of times it's about who you know. Yeah, connections matter. Yeah, 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 about who you know and connections. And I was lucky enough to that I had those connections at the time, and I got hired at the high school for teaching and helping out Chris. And so you assisted Chris for one season, two, uh, three. I was there. Three. Uh, were you there? He, for was, that he long? was there okay. for three. I believe Chris yeah. was there for three seasons, and that's I helped him all three. Yeah. Right. You did. Yeah. Right. And, and Chris. And did you? Did Chris? tell you at the time that hey i'll, I'll be stepping away and, and you'd be great you'd be yeah when it happened you'd, we you'd, actually, you'd be the man i would want to take over the program or uh well jordan dixon and i both uh, helped him from the start and it was, we had an awesome it, i didn't it was kind of a sudden thing that chris left uh that we weren't really all aware of but you know jordan like i said jordan dixon is more of a, a football first guy and so when when chris did step down it was kind of the I kind of got lucky again. It was the right place at the right time. Yeah, I mean, and were you sort of itching to get back into the head coaching game, or, or to yeah, be, to I be mean, a head coach I, again? I, or? Coming from a head, being a head coach for those three years and then being an assistant is so less stress, so much less stressful. <laughs> yeah, you're like this isn't so bad. Oh after yeah, all. <laughs> I, and so at yeah, first I told Chris, I was like, man, I don't know what you you're trying to get, on, throw I'm, me into. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on easy street here. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and you know that I knew that I wanted to be a head coach again eventually. I didn't think it was gonna. It happened at the time it did but you know it, it's been it's been awesome and you know i'll take the the stresses and the extra hours for you know the experience that i have with the kids and you know as a head coach any day are, are, are the work are the losses worse as a coach or a player oh coach i think really yeah i don't, I don't know that I mean, you don't have you don't have as much control when, when, when you're coaching i mean that's what it is i think that's what it is as a player you can look back on you know what you did wrong or, or what happened like you can make the shot as a coach you can't exactly. make the shot. you can go yeah. back in you can go work out you can go get 100 shots up at your game because you're mad at yourself something to get your mind off it or think that you improved as a coach you're just constantly stirring about you know what you can do better i it takes like i said i don't know it it's and i also have expectations for this team to win every game so when we do you know when we do i think that has something to do with it too is that the, the expectations or the real realistic expectations you have for your team uh, for how bad it actually hurts when it happens. But I would say definitely as a coach, way worse taking losses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you can only put the guys in the best position. You can't actually make the shot for them or, or, or get their pull down the rebound or yeah. play defense for them. Or, yeah. Uh, I never uh, even thought uh, about uh, that. Too. You just like said that. It, but that's, yeah. That was an easy answer. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was easier being being an assistant, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> easier. His losses did not bother me nearly as bad as it bothered me, but, yeah, head right. coach losses are hurt a lot worse. Do you think you'll be a head coach for a long time? Do you think you'll coach high school basketball for a long time? I mean, you have young kids, so. Yeah, I, I plan on it. We we live in the uh, Ligonore area. I, like, uh, Ligonore is an awesome school to teach you know, teach at the kids coaching wise. I'm in an ideal situation. I and when I got the job last year, I said I. You know, I'm prepared to stay here till I retire uh, doing this. Like that's, I don't want to be any higher in this education system. I'm good what I'm doing. Yeah, and I enjoy it. So I think it's just the, just the right amount of stress, and then still getting the summers right. off and all that. And I don't want to go any farther than that. So yeah. I'm content. Yeah, not hating going to work is 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 a big thing. Exactly. So. Well, hey Tim, we've been blabbing for almost uh, fifty minutes here, so appreciate oh, wow. your time. Uh, best best of luck going going forward in the playoffs. Uh, interested to see where how you guys um, 
or and where you guys uh wind up i mean the region is <laughs> is is no no picnic obviously and and it seems like anyone can beat anyone so thanks so much for coming in and uh thanks to all of you uh, for for checking out the podcast thanks to john cannon for talking frederick county sports with me earlier and thanks to graham Cullen, of course for producing and putting it all together We'll be back next week. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. Uh, uh, Rob Havenstein of Ligonor High School will be playing. So we'll see. We'll talk about that and more next week here on The Final Score.